0: Father Harrison,
1: yes, Father Anthony. I'd like to
0: welcome you to the realm of video games, and more particularly welcoming into it Fortnite, because you Uh have joined me and Father Dan and Jonathan Blevins at times Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. into the great excursion, the great adventure that is Fortnite gaming. So now, some of you, especially some of you parents who are listening, you're already annoyed. I get it. I get it, I get it. <laughs> but, uh, because I know Fortnite is, like at least the Fortnite culture, whether you hear about it or doing the dances, <laughs> you know, it's, it's 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 a particular niche, right? Yeah. But we're doing this for the experience of talking to each other, the mm-hmm. challenge of the game, and mm-hmm. uh, we've been uh, blessed to, because of the, the internet to play Fortnite together. And Father Harrison, you are not very good at this game. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs>
1: Not yet. I've gotten I've gotten some top ten finishes. Yeah, well, wait, on, on on solos, have
0: you gotten top Yes. 10
1: yes. Ooh, yes, even solos. Just yeah. My best my best finish was top four with two mm-hmm. kills.
0: Yeah. And what I find really so funny. So I'm not
1: horror horrible, but I no, mean, you know. No, no, no,
0: no, no. Like anything, you, you get better out of time. So this is something that, that older parishioners find very funny about me. That I occasionally reference or talk about video games in my homilies, but like it's a part of my culture like yes. I grew up Saturday mornings getting excited to play Zelda for the Nintendo 64 it's like just always been a part of mm-hmm. my life so that's not gonna stop
1: and I'm older and so I remember getting my NES system you know
0: that's what I yeah NES yeah. for Nintendo did I say Nintendo 64 Mm-hmm. oh I played that too but I did have the NES that was the first mm-hmm. console I had mm-hmm. um so it's kind of fun. So we, we've yep. been playing uh, with Jonathan Blevins at Bearded yep. Blevins, and he's got his own Twitch streaming thing, which I find very funny because yeah. the Twitch idea is that he's playing video games and people are watching him play video games. Like mm-hmm. when I was growing up, that was just me and producer Nick. I was playing video <laughs> games and he could only watch. And people watch. are
1: paying to watch him.
0: Yeah. Like he's making money doing this. Producer Nick owes me a lot of money for watching me play video games. Same thing with my brother Matthew. They both owe me money for the entertainment they got because I didn't let them play video (laughs) games because I was the oldest and I was in charge. Exactly. Uh, But I think we mentioned this before, but I think it's worth mentioning again. So Abovins does this thing on Twitch where he'll play the video game and he'll play it well. He's good at it.
1: Yeah, he is good.
0: But he'll also talk about Jesus. He has a positive kind of environment in the community. Mm -hmm. He'll answer questions. He'll take prayer requests. And it's a really neat uh, niche of evangelization that I think not enough people take advantage of, and he does it well. So we've been playing. We've been playing with Father Dan, who is Mm
1: -hmm. um, uh, uh, the the worst. He's a horrible pilot. Well, he's
0: gotten better. He no longer pilots us <laughs> straight into the water anymore. He, he can fly yeah, around that's quite what well. happened. He get,
1: Father Anthony gets on the plane. We're, play, we're playing a squad game, and he gets in the plane and he flies it straight into the water. And I, it just, I'm just <laughs> were laughing. We're just laughing the whole time. So here's the thing: he, he forgot
0: that airplanes work like you pull up and like push yes. down. So it's inverted yes. control. So he was trying yes. to pull up, but he was pushing us right into the water. <laughs> so that's the new adventure a bunch of priests playing video games and uh, uh, on John you had had some
1: success this week
0: I did I won a solo game and like if you don't know what I'm talking about just know that I'm very cool and popular and good at video games that's what you need to know I got five eliminations and I won my solo game and I'm still happy about it that's how maybe this is a bad thing because it affects, affects my emotional life so much that I'm still riding the high of getting a victory in this silly game
1: yeah yeah I, that's what I'm I'm just chasing that win yeah yeah. I'm well, chasing that win
0: also video games are very much tied to Christmas for me so Merry Christmas everybody huh.
1: yeah Merry Christmas that's right it has. by the time this drops it will be the uh, let's see here first second Thir- wait, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Fourth day of Christmas.
0: Yeah, and it's still yeah. Christmas, so Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry so, Christmas. The big deal as far as presents for me was always what, what video game I was blessed to get mm. that year. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite of all time was I got Roller Coaster Tycoon. Mm. I love that game. I was super pumped to get that for It's Christmas. a fun game. Oh, my goodness. Building roller coasters and stuff. Yeah. Delightful.
1: What about you, Father Harrison? Do you have any, any, I... any
0: video games from your past that, ha- yeah, that have so... warm
1: memories? Let me try to think here. I I mean, I remember playing my NES a lot. I've never been the the best, best at video games. And mm-hmm. I don't play them as much as I used to. Like, I, I would be honest to say that Fortnite is also just a possibility to hang out with people. Yeah. Which is really cool. Just talk and hang out. Yeah. Just talk and hang out, which is really nice. Like, it's been nice to actually talk to you guys and mm-hmm. not just through, like, DMs or texts, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but... Um, I'm trying to think. I've, but I mean, video games have always been kind of a part. I I would say the vid, my favorite video game, I the game I remember playing a lot would be Final Fantasy 7.
0: Uh yeah. When it
1: came on the PlayStation, it was mm-hmm. a game changer. Jam- it, Huge a, deal. It's a f- amazing, amazing game.
0: A classic, if you will.
1: It's a classic. Yeah. Uh, I actually have it on my iPad now, so I've played it a bit still. Oh, so, that's fun. Yeah, I do fun. really
0: enjoy how they are bringing back old games and you can play them now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I have an old uh, Super Nintendo emulator that was gifted to me I think I talked about that before but uh, love that Um, but Father Harrison I have a question
1: for you yes do they celebrate Christmas in Canada we celebrate Christmas just as I mean have you ever heard of the song I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas oh you have
0: snow all the time so of course well, you have a one like, most why would, you dream, why would you dream about it if it's guaranteed to happen all the time because it snows everywhere in canada all the time yeah
1: but we dream about stuff we know is going to happen all the time all the time so <laughs> what's boring. wrong with that what's weird what's weird <laughs> so um, wait
0: the santa, santa like does he have reindeer or does he have moose in canada how does that work because oh, I, I assume it's, it's moose meese. or... it's meeses ah, yes
1: that's that's mm-hmm. the uh that's the plural mm-hmm. um and we instead of giving him cookies and milk, we give him um, maple syrup and Canadian bacon.
0: Yes, that's what I wanted to hear. Thank you for <laughs> affirming my worldview. But seriously, do, do you yes. do anything special for Christmas with family or friends? What's your What's uh, your deal?
1: It's not as much anymore because I'm a priest. Um, right, I mean, and I, mean, I don't that changes stuff. That changes. and It's hard on my family a bit. Still, mm-hmm. to be honest, I think my dad. My dad is a. I mean, growing up, Christmas. Day was a huge day for my dad, and not for the religious reasons I would say, just more because of the celebration of family for him. Sure, uh, you know he would always spend more than he should have on Christmas gifts and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like my parents came a couple weeks ago, as I said, to help me decorate my my Christmas tree, and because that's a big thing for them, they they think that you need to make sure you have this stuff up, right? Yeah. um And so, cr- family traditions were just essentially just eating together. Uh, opening presents getting presents for each other spending time together uh nothing too huge Uh, i except i mean getting um meat pie is a french meat uh is a french yeah it's really tasty Hmm. um and then sugar pie for dessert uh wait that wait what is sugar pie because i feel like all pies have sugar in them yeah but it's essentially just sugar uh so it's it's brown sugar Uh some white sugar Mm -hmm. uh like lip, liquid whipping cream, oh my god! And then and then um, some vanilla, and you just boil that in a pot, and then when it gets to the right boil and the right consistency, you then put it into the pie crust. You don't put a topping over it it's very thin. It's like maybe about an inch of filling on top of the pie crust, and it's super tasty. Oh my goodness! If yeah. anything could get me to visit Canada, it might be that. You see, what's gonna happen is you're gonna do a parish retreat for me one year, just to get you day out here. Yeah. You that's what's gonna pay, you happen get, you can pay me
0: in canadian sugar pie that will be that will be the, uh, my, <laughs> the my mom parents. makes
1: my <laughs> mom makes great sugar pie so i can definitely uh, am I, well now now my parents are closer the problem's been it's i've been in seminary so sometimes that changes things uh, my parents live on the mainland i i'm a priest for the diocese of victoria which is on vancouver island so it's hard to get home sometimes um this year it's it's a little up in the air my I told my parents to go be with my nieces because they should be with their grandkids. Yeah. Uh, so if they're not around, I said, that's okay. I'm usually super tired on Christmas Day anyways. So, yeah. so let's uh, talk about that. Yeah, what what about you? We what about that, you?
0: Wait, before we do that,
1: yeah.
0: hi, guys. Welcome to Clerically Speaking. Mm. Merry Christmas. This is Father Anthony. And this is Father Harrison. Yeah. So what I do for Christmas is...
1: Uh, Tortellini? No, ravioli. Oh, ravioli. I mean, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So
0: ravioli, homemade ravioli. Uh, my dad and producer Nick do... All the work. My brother Matthew will help uh, uh, fork the ravioli. You gotta pinch it, yeah. um, and somehow they no longer expect me to do any of that. I've kind of weaseled my way out of yeah. uh, any kind of work, and I just get to eat it. Nice. And then my mom, who uh, she goes more for the like traditional American foods, so for turkey or ham and stuff, she'll make sure that there's um, honey baked ham or something like that. But to be honest, I'm excited for the ravioli, and I'll eat the the ham for like uh, leftovers. Um, nice. So we do that, and this will be one of the first Christmases where I think I'll be with my family Christmas morning because somehow I've got a vigil mass and a midnight mass, but uh, I'm going to have to triple check this to make sure. But I'm not scheduled for uh, Christmas Day masses, um, so wow. that's that's exciting because that never happens.
1: Um, yeah, when I was at the cathedral, um, the rector would give. He he hates staying up late anyways. So he'd go to bed at like eight thirty, nine o'clock. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, farm boy so mm. he's used to waking up early so he would uh, he'd always get me to take all the late stuff but then he'd always give me Christmas day off that's amazing and then so I, that's when I would usually just get on the ferry and go visit my folks yeah but uh, yeah but that's a yeah. adjustment
0: for the family when, once you become a
1: priest because like yeah.
0: holidays the major ones you've got and it's not just to do. that it's
1: also it's like you don't want to shop anymore I went to your priest I and hate shopping also true I, I'm so bad I have to buy Christmas gifts I haven't done it yet <laughs> same here <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Same here. So I, I mean, I like receiving gifts in a way, because especially when they're really thoughtful, like the advent calendar I talked about, or mm-hmm. uh, I got a great gift in the mail from a Twitter follower that I posted on Twitter, uh-huh. you know, stuff like that. Like, when they're really thoughtful, it actually is really touching. Um, but I, I don't need a whole lot of stuff, right? Yeah. So I, and it's like I'm really bad at buying stuff because I just don't go shopping anymore, so I don't know what people are buying. Um, But yeah, but my parents are on the island now. So like I, I've tried, they're probably coming back on Christmas Eve. So uh, I'm telling them, well, why don't you come out here for mass? Because they live on the, yeah, they're only about a 40 minute drive away now. So um, come to my place for Christmas day and then you can just have brunch and hang out at my place. And then my aunt is going to be at her summer home on the island that Christmas day night so we'll go to her place for dinner that night. Yeah
0: well I mean Christmas is a time for thoughtful gifts Yep. and what is a tweet if not a thoughtful gift that we give Uh to the internet to share our thoughts in the spirit of Christmas this is the Summa Tweetologica
1: Summa Tweetologica Summa Tweetologica Summa Tweet
0: B minus. I'm okay with that. Okay. At least I tried,
1: Father Harrison. I'm like <laughs> you last week. Like, no, I had did. I had the humility to recognize <laughs> I didn't have anything right now. And I, I more than made it up with for it with the second one. Okay, I have no humility. Let's get to the tweets. You know what? I
0: think we should get into the the tweet that was deleted but was causing a big ruckus and got you all fired up. Uh, yep. I didn't see it cuz I was on Twitter, but let's just get Let's just, let's go through that one. Do you want to talk about that one first? Oh yes, definitely. Go ahead. Okay, so what I heard in my absence yes, from Twitter is that <laughs> someone went and ruined gingerbread for everyone. Apparently, yes. What happened
1: on Twitter while I was gone? So, Doctor Taylor Marshall mm-hmm. came out criticizing Saint Myred Seminary because they had put up pictures of their seminary christmas play or whatever or -hmm. drama or something like that yeah and they also had a gingerbread house building contest and he said that this contributed to the uh increase of or i guess we can call it the gayification of the clergy well put (laughs) Is probably the succinctest way I can put it. Yeah, and he was also being very crude in how he was going about it. I think. I think mm-hmm. he was incredibly being incredibly uncharitable and unChristian like. Um, and it caused a f- a furor on a furor on not furor. A furor. <laughs> hey, oh, whoa, whoa, things got real intense. Kyle, I, was I gone. mean, hey, oh no, oh no. <laughs> um, it caused it, it it caused a fury on on Twitter, and because most people saw just how stupid mm-hmm. that was uh and it was and i mean i actually meant to if i had pink vestments yesterday i would have gone out and bought a gingerbread house and taken (laughs) a picture of me building a gingerbread house in my pink vestments just to add to it all uh okay in my opinion there's nothing
0: there are a few things less masculine than being overly concerned with outward signs of masculinity Mm-hmm. like if you're so worried about every lo- little thing you do being masculine or not then you're just a boy trying to be a man because that's what little boys do they focus yeah. on the exterior like mask true masculinity for me is fatherhood sacrificing right. for others um yeah. the death of your bachelorhood um providing for protecting teaching and that's all done in in a particular male way the this extra stuff you know maybe uh Men gravitate more to certain things, and that's fine, mm-hmm. but yep. like building gingerbread houses isn't a big deal, no. it's not the make or break of your sexuality. Like, come no, it is on,
1: not. it uh, did you build uh, gingerbread houses growing up? I'm sure I did, yeah. But, but my, no, my didn't. parents didn't, didn't like shoot. a mess, so they you know, but like, and you're normal, yeah. I
0: yeah. far I mean, as far as anyone else the, can like tell, Arby's
1: after making a gingerbread, no, house?
0: no, 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 I
1: did not. Yeah, so it was just – I'm sorry. Uh, it was just one of the, the dumbest things I've ever read on Twitter. Yeah. And I blocked him right away. Okay, so that. so off off the back of that, um, <laughs>
0: I want to read this tweet uh, that Friar Nick at Father Nick oh, yeah. com said. It's a picture of him, and he's got his pink vestments on, and yep. he's in front of this uh, beautiful altar, and he just says, I'm 6'5" everything I do is masculine. (laughs) I thought it was the funniest thing. (laughs) He's got this really serious look on his face. He's wearing these, they're they're beautiful vestments and everything. And he's just like, I think mocking this
1: whole idea. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It it is dumb. It's, there is a, it is, there is a group of Catholics who I would argue fall into what we would call toxic masculinity. Sure. And that's what, that that critique is what comes out of it, and I know people who who know the formation team at. Because like when you're in seminary, did you guys do skits and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. I'm, so did every, we. But every so it, Christmas, like,
0: religious houses every, do that.
1: Yeah, everyone does that. I mean, it's yeah, just a way to. It's a way but, of celebration, right? Yeah. And and it's and you poke. It's a time where you can really poke fun at the formation team and everything, yeah. and it's fun. And and it's it's they're wearing costumes like people. If you're gonna do skits, you wear costumes. It's called drama. I mean, like I just. But also, I, I was, that's what that's what oh.
0: families used to do. Yeah. For holidays, you would yes. you would play music, you would sing, you would put on skits, you would do this exactly. text, to entertain each other, to to
1: to form community. That's just a the human saint thing. Saint Teresa of did that, right? Yeah. When she was in when she was in the Carmelites. <laughs> yeah. Like, a saint of the church did these things. John Paul II loved to do skits and dramas and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. This is not this is it's it's oh, it's just ah yeah
0: yeah or like there's I, this idea I, that like to be angry. masculine you have to be blessed pierre giorgio and like climb mm-hmm. mountains and smoke a pipe and as yeah. awesome as that is and appealing to me you know uh, thomas aquinas was academic john yeah. lacrosse wrote poetry to to pigeonhole masculinity or femininity in these purely
1: outward signs is juvenile yeah, and, yeah. uh exactly so exactly. there exactly
0: Merry, so then, Christmas. Right. Merry
1: Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Make gingerbread houses. All right. Um, so this next one, uh, we can't read it all because he did a really long thread. But uh, we got tagged a lot in this one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I promised last week we would read this. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Great, The Eminent, The All-Holy, <laughs> Father Matt Fish. He's going to kill us for saying this. Uh well actually and he tagged us in it too actually uh Uh towards the end or he talks yeah or he tagged us in a tweet about it he talks about this as his Uh tradening see you're you're getting a you're becoming a meme father anthony i am not becoming a meme i am
0: simply a prophet of the great tradening it belongs not
1: to me it belongs to the church universal right exactly so Father Matt Fish says this: There's a common low mass style most of us are used to, but in- interestingly, Vatican II wanted to restore more high ritualized style Sunday Mass. Mostly hasn't happened. But avoiding controversial ideas, I hope here are some changes that could actually be done. So I'll just read three of them just to kind of get us a sense. Or, I'll, I'll just, I'll read on further a bit and we'll stop at one point. Why? The Fathers of Vatican II wanted to restore Sunday as the true solemnity, moving away from the quiet mass that seemingly was more likely to be watched than prayed, as well as the Protestant idea that music and mass should mainly be congregational hymnody. They wanted the congregation to participate by singing their parts, the dialogue, prayers, the acclamations, as well as listening attentively to the proper antiphons and psalms and the lectionary readings, and the proper prayers sung in or read in the vernacular. But they explicitly called for Latin to be preserved, especially in the ordinary dialogues and prayers and acclamations of the mass that don't change. And they encouraged other ritual elements, uh, but that had fallen out of use, as well as Gregorian chant, polyphony, and organ music. All of the following could licitly be done under current norms. Most are explicitly mentioned in Sacrosanctum Concilium and subsequent documents. Some ideas, while licit, are my own. Needless to say, the list is more subjunctive than imperative. Procedamus. Sing the proper antiphons and presidential prayers, the ordinary prayers and acclamations, the dialogue parts, the introduction and conclusion to the readings, the prayers of the faithful, the words of consecration, and the Eucharistic prayer on high solemnities, uh, the whole Eucharistic prayer on high solemnities. Use the traditional orans and folded posture of the hands. Keep hands folded when moving about. Avoid looking at the congregation directly when praying. And look up at times, if possible, when addressing God the Father and at the sacred species when addressing Christ. Move around the sanctuary deliberately and with ritual formality. Bow head at names of Jesus and Mary and the feast saint. Make head bows and profound bows at the proper times. Omit any ad hoc or controversial interjections by the celebrant to the people make fitting use of Latin, especially in the ordinary, greeting and dismissal, acclamations and dialogue parts, Gloria, Creed and Our Father, alternating between various settings given in the Liber Usualis, occasionally even in the whole Eucharistic prayer chant and curate. And he goes on and on and on and Ooh, on and on and on and on. on, and a, on, and on. You, read, you read a lot of that thread there. I Father. Read, sorry. <laughs> it was so good. And I can go on, guys. There's so much more okay. there. It's
0: a, Anyways. At, at, at trying to sum it up, I think he makes an important point that people have not seen what the council puts forth as ideal liturgy mm-hmm. it just hasn't really been done very often yep. i know father alex rank uh working off of the work of uh, another priest in our diocese um it has a, one mass where it's kind of moving toward that area but mm-hmm. um as far as reform of the form what we can do right now with the ordinary form i think uh the great father matt fish is, is right on uh, mm-hmm. and that's all doable stuff and i think that would do a lot to transform a parish
1: yeah exactly um, and we, we can, and I, like we were talking about last week, I think that doing these things can start to make, uh, if you start doing them small and incrementally and almost, you don't have to tell people about it. Mm-hmm. Like there are small things I do that I, I do the more traditional Oran's position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bow my head at the name of Jesus and Mary and Mary. Uh, saints feast day yep. on Sundays and solemnities I always use Eucharistic prayer one I'm every doing Sunday. that t- I'm doing that too now yeah yeah um, and because it has better gestures like there's more there's more going on with it too it communicates yeah. more right mm-hmm. um, so I've been u- using Eucharistic prayer one more um, when I'm doing the consecration I place my arms on the altar kind of like they do in the, the uh, Latin mass Sure. and I'm bowing profoundly at that moment speaking the words directly over the species And I slow down at the actual words of consecration. Mm -hmm. Like I make it those words to be emphatic. And, uh, you know, those, you know, I I had the folded hands too. Uh, For me, the big thing is ad orientum. Yep. And I'm just like, how do, how does...
0: (laughs) We cannot have an
1: episode of Clerically Speaking without without talking about ad ad orientum. (laughs) Well, because here's the thing too. It's like, you don't want to be removed from the parish because you go at orientum right or you don't sure. want to have people complaining to the bishop or uh whatever it's just not something we can just do
0: yeah it, it's gonna take yeah. some time
1: but, it's gonna uh, take some time yeah yeah I, I what you
0: all that um so i'll i think I, yeah I m- i've mentioned that um for the college mass i'll be praying at orientum um and the other stuff, I mean, it's tough as a parochial vicar. I don't want my Mass to look radically different than the other priests. Yeah. Because that shows, I mean, that can cause confusion and disunity. Um, so it's a struggle right now trying to figure out how do I say Mass in a way that is, because it's important to me and to my priesthood. It's a huge part of my priesthood, obviously, saying Mass. So that's kind mm-hmm. of a constant thing I'm, I'm uh, to use Father Harrison words, that I'm pondering and uh, (laughs) working on So, but I wanna wanna move on. We wanna get one more Christmas tweet. uh, Before we move on to uh, our uh, Patreon pontification. So this is from Jake Tapper, and he has a thread. Uh. I'm just gonna read the first one. "'Twas the night before Christmas at Nakatomi Tower when our story (laughs) of homecoming begins with brute power." And there is a gif of, uh, who's the villain from? um, Oh. It's like Uh. Hans.
1: Han or, something. Oh, this is yeah. terrible.
0: People are yelling at us. Um,
1: uh, I'm sure they are. I have, I've only seen the movie, Die Hard What's like the once. movie called?
0: Why is my brain turning off? Die Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard. Jeez. Okay, so he's got a whole, whole, whole Christmas thing um, of Die Hard and, and Die Hard images and gifts. So the reason yeah. why I bring this up is because everyone talks about it every year. Let's get the clerical pod opinion here. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No. You disappoint me greatly.
1: <laughs> that's my job that's why i exist on this podcast is to disappoint you and to bring you heartbreak and misery. know you know why, you know why die hard
0: is a christmas movie why because it's funnier to call it a christmas
1: movie yeah but that's and so no st- one being will steal ironic. my joy oh look at me i'm so smart at being ironic about things i'm not wow, i'm so ironic. unique and then been- everyone's <laughs> being ironic about it and then so then it's like actually i'm being the funnier one by saying it's not a Christmas movie because I'm out of the norm I'm more hipster than you
0: I don't care I don't care I care <laughs> <laughs> okay so of course we disagree on this Die Hard's a Christmas movie okay um let's um, move I got, on so, to, I got one more before our, do you before okay okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. quickly I mean it's your so, show too I guess
1: it is I, I, I get two tweets too right I sure mean, sure so someone was mentioning about how Chance the Rapper on Instagram was reading from the letter to Romans <laughs> yeah okay and one guy, Francis Doyle at Francis WTH Wolves puts this. I don't now I don't know which which tune he's putting it to, so you'll just have to bear with me. But are you gonna rap? I'm gonna try. <laughs> Thermal chains blinging, smoke so hard I bent him. Now for some nuanced thoughts on Massa ad Uh and it was brilliant and awesome. Jennifer Forwell retreated it. I was like, <sighs> he's got a gif of chance to rap right there. And I was like, that is this is why twitter is awesome right here that tweet but thermal chains blinging smoke so hard i bent them not for some nuanced thoughts on, on mass or orientum it's got good rhyme it's got good rhythm and it's hilarious <laughs> and it's a, and it just it would not it blew my mind not it as hilarious
0: as you rapping those lines well i can that is
1: that is a true gift of christmas right there i can rap better than that but that was bad i know that was very white of me <laughs> i love it i love it I, i'm more of a 90s rap guy so that's the stuff i'm i'm not even with. i'm not even gonna touch that okay all right
0: now it's time for our patreon pontifications
1: patreon pontifications
0: you support us we read your tweets yep so this is from the helmix so it's both awesome. Kyle Helmick and Kerry Helmick. They, I guess they have a joint uh, Patreon account, and they sponsor us, and that is awesome. lovely. Thanks, guys. And uh, they were chosen for this week. And they have chosen a tweet from Daniel Satisvin, Satisvin mm-hmm. Um at the same thing. Uh, he says, I saw a bumper sticker that said, don't take your organs to heaven. Heaven knows we need them here. I'm not proud of how long I spent wondering why the sticker's owner even thought it was necessary to warn against trying to take large musical instruments to our celestial home.
1: <laughs> Bravo.
0: Yes, yes.
1: I did not see that coming. <laughs> that is that is really good. Wow. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, well
1: and it's like maybe that's why we have less organ music in church because too many people are taking their organs to heaven
0: yep that's what all the organs went to heaven that's why we can't play them anymore <laughs> that's why we aren't, they aren't built in churches and uh, they're all in, in heaven we will once
1: again hear, hear organ See, music these are why tweets are just awesome this is why Twitter's awesome because of tweets like that and, and the, the chant stuff you know that you can have humor and fun in life and that there are some really brilliant people out there who have some really fun things to say and they bring a smile to your face, right? Yeah, I agree. It's it's great, Mm -hmm. it's great, yeah. I love it. Well, thanks for uh, the Helmix for supporting us.
0: If you would like to support us and get a chance at having your chosen tweet read on Patreon pontifications, you can either offer us uh, $5 a month and be a part of our pastoral council tier or $10 a month being part of our church lady tier. And we choose um, these tweets at random and you can pick whatever one you want. So the money goes to uh, just uh, our equipment, our subscription to SoundCloud uh, so we can pay Nick and any extra money that we make does not go to Father Harrison or I because we don't need it or want it. It goes to the Missionaries of Charity and thank you so much for everyone who's supporting us. We're really making a lot of ground on this. And uh, we'll be able to tell you next podcast how much money we have donated to Missionaries of Charity and update on all of that. So thanks, guys.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. While Patreon pontifications are a truly great thing on our podcast, what the people really want is not something from Patreon, but something from a cleric. So this is Presbyteral Exhortations. And now it is time for... Presbyteral exhortations. Oh, yes. yes. Quite good, quite good. Mm-hmm. I bet they can't wait to learn. Gonna learn oh, it's my favorite part. Oh, part. It's the oh, best oh, part. <laughs> yes. yes quite. quite. Yes. Quite. Yeah, not as good as my yeah. first one.
1: But, so C plus then.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm pumped to talk about this. It's I, am Christmas. Too. I am too. We need to talk about something a little bit lighter, even yeah. though I think we're both gonna get very intense on this. Father Harrison, yeah. we're gonna talk about Batman. And it's a long time coming, awesome. talking about Batman. Yes, yes. Okay, so what? Let's let's talk about our Batman credentials, if we have any. Do you, what, what is your what is your relationship to the Batman father Harrison
1: uh it goes back a long way to my childhood um I would watch cart, Batman cartoons mm-hmm. um I would watch uh um I would watch the 1960s Adam West oh wow Batman. Yeah. yeah and uh the Michael Keaton Batman's came out when I was a kid uh, yeah. and those were a big deal yeah for a lot of those there you know deal they were yeah uh they got worse after they lost michael keaton yeah. but uh but those and they were really kind of the real first rediscovery of superheroes in films mm-hmm. right so um anyways yeah so that growing up with that and then um you know you kind of kind of comes and goes or whatever and then when i was working before going to seminary actually just the summer before i went to seminary yeah. <laughs> Is when I discovered the Dark Knight. Ah, yes, your true love. Eh, my true love <laughs> that I saw at theaters fourteen times.
0: <laughs> Wait, seriously, fourteen S- times?
1: Seriously, fourteen times? Wow. Yes, every time I'd hang out with a friend, they would say, "Oh, who do we want to do that." Like, "Well, have you seen Batman yet?" No, or right, "We're going." <laughs> it was just, and I had to see it on IMAX a couple times and everything, and it was wow. just because Chris. Yeah, we'll get into this later, but Christopher Nolan really films for the big screen. Nice. When you watch his videos at home, mm-hmm. they're, they're they're still great, but they lose some of their magnificence and and grandeur. Sure. So that's my that's my, and then since that because of that I've read I've been reading more of the comic books uh, that inspired the Dark Knight movies and stuff like that. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess uh, I grew up watching Batman the animated series, so that mm-hmm. that's very close to me. And then of of course like the Justice League animated series with Batman in it was a huge deal. Um, yeah. And so just kind of liking Batman. And then once the Marvel movies started getting big and I started just kind of getting more interested in comics, for some reason I gravitated toward the DC comics because I'm like, oh, Batman's cool. Mm-hmm. So I have in front yeah. of me, I've got Batman, The Dark Knight Returns, uh, Frank mm-hmm. Miller. I've got Batman Year One. Mm-hmm. Is
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got those two. Yeah. Yep.
0: And then uh, a few others that I've got. A nice little collection of, of Batman uh, comics. And then um, I, I just like everything. Batman. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to pretend to be a, a super fan or anything more than someone who has just recently discovered. I'm not, I don't want to have any sort of claims to comic book nerddom. I, I am just right. a, a, a journeyman at best at this, but uh, Batman's mm-hmm. really cool. And he is really cool. Yeah.
1: And so, why did you gravitate more towards DC and specifically Batman over Marvel? Uh, for me, it was because everyone loves Marvel. Yeah, because Marvel's like the Marvel amazing, movies, right?
0: Uh, recently, but to be honest, a lot of like the storylines and continuity and crossovers, it, it just seemed easier to go with DC, because um, of just their their main characters of Batman, Superman, Aquaman, this sort of thing. It just seemed more easy to get into, basically, and that right. and just being fascinated with the character of Batman, just kind of, I was gravitated to that. Uh, so I have, I have a few Marvel comics somewhere over there. Um, I also I've read uh, the Watchmen, which is a classic, which I really like. Uh, but just so, kind of gravitated towards Batman. So question. Yeah. Um. Oh, I should stop real quick. What, I know Watchmen isn't isn't Marvel. Don't don't tweet at me. I'm just talking about things yeah. that aren't.
1: You know. Okay. So yeah, question. Yeah. Um. What is greater, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Mm-hmm or the DC cinematic universe before we started talking about Batman proper? That is
0: a good question because you immediately want to say Marvel just because of the money they made and the popularity and you think of mm-hmm. some of the recent DC movies but the Batman trilogy by Nolan is are probably the best overall superhero movies out there um, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I okay. I enjoy all the Marvel movies but when I go to see a movie I really don't go to think a whole lot. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm all about bad uh. action movies and stuff blowing oh. up, and I don't, I don't go for think pieces and stuff. So I oh. just go for. Oh. I've, I've been entertained and enjoyed you every superhero me. movie that I've watched. I even like, you know, I like uh, even the Justice League that came out recently. I, I mean, I just like them all. I have very low expectations yeah. for them, to be honest. Okay. I just want to go to be entertained. So that's mostly my understanding. So I'm going to have to go with Marvel because I've been entertained more by Marvel than DC okay. as of late.
1: So I'm going to say something that is probably going to make everyone who's listening right now really angry do at me. It, do it, do it. Uh DC universe is superior to the Marvel universe. <gasps> and that and that does not include the the Nolan trilogy because it's outside the DC wait, wait, wait. universe. So you're saying <laughs> Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> the reboot, Here's why. The reboot Superman. This is no, 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 why. Let's, let's just clarify yes. what you have said yes. before you the explain. The reboot
1: Superman. So, the new Superman. Batman versus Superman. Which I actually like Justice Batman. League. Okay. Uh, Justice League. Okay. Justice League. Suicide Squad.
0: Oh, man. I Wonder forgot Woman. that. Wonder
1: Woman.
0: Wonder Woman was good. Uh, yeah. Okay. Explain so yourself. All those. Explain yourself okay. to the people who are screaming in their cars at you, Father Harrison. Yeah.
1: It's okay. People can have garbage opinions, and I'm not one of them. <laughs> so. <laughs> My my favorite non church podcast was the weekly substandard. Now this week will be rebranded as the subbeacon.
0: Long live. And the on subbeacon. there.
1: Yes. Uh on there Sunny Bunch talks about he's asked what what is greater, the, the Marvel or the D C universe? And he says DC for one reason. The movies aren't better per se, but they try to pursue an idea. Oh. While the Marvel movies don't try to do that.
0: Which is exactly why I like them. <laughs>
1: And I agreed with them. So, for example, like for me, the idea of the DC universe is what if the gods lived among us? Mm-hmm. Is that that's the idea. Now it could be a man made god like Batman, or it could be a god from the outside like Superman. But that's the question that is being pursued. It doesn't do it perfectly, it doesn't even always do it well. But that's the question is being pursued. While with the Marvel universe, I don't really see a question being pursued. Or uh, an idea being pursued.
0: Sometimes they do I think, touch on important they issues. Something. Yeah. But I think overall, the overall movement of them is more of making a good, entertaining comic book movie. Right. I think you're right on that. Well,
1: yeah. So like, like Batman versus Superman, for example, which is especially the director's cut is actually a very good movie. Um, the that's the whole question that's at play behind that movie, and it's it's the thread that connects them all. It's like how do we how do we protect ourselves against a person like Superman? Mm-hmm okay, great, he's virtuous, but what if he wasn't virtuous? What if someone like Zod came back and did what he did? You know, these are, those are the questions that, like, it's, that these things have, I guess it, it, they explore more of the effect of these realities in the world around them. Mm -hmm. Infinity Wars Volume 2 did that a little bit, or afterwards with uh, Iron Man and stuff like that. Uh, Sorry, with uh, Civil War. Yeah. Right? After the fake, eastern european city collapsed yeah, yeah yeah the effects of that but it's not really a thread throughout it it's just it's an it's a storyline mm-hmm. instead of something that guides the entire movies i think infinity wars volume one uh or sorry avengers whatever i don't even know what to call it right now <laughs> there's so but, many uh, infinity wars, <laughs> yeah. infinity, wars yeah, infinity wars attempts to pursue an idea and i think that's why it made it one of the more enjoyable mm-hmm. marvel films for me but most of them i found to be boring and banal
0: mm. okay
1: sorry okay so
0: i am not gonna i'm not gonna actually touch that <laughs> i i need to take it's it. i need to get that out i think okay. um, but i just i mean i i don't find I'm them sorry. boring because the to... characters are fun and stuff blows up okay but <sighs> speaking about the gods among us and what happens if superman's evil i want to talk a little bit real quick about and to bring it back to batman and how batman is the best My favorite comic book series is called Injustice Gods Among Us. And it's actually Mm -hmm. the background to a video game made by the guys who make uh, Mortal Kombat. And basically it was a DC fighting Mortal Kombat thing. But they did this whole comic book series uh, as, as a backdrop to the game. And the whole premise is basically, spoiler alert, the Joker tricks Superman into killing pregnant Lois Lane. It's like super intense. And then Superman snaps and forms this world dictatorship, basically. And Batman's fighting against him. And you see, it's actually really well written. Uh, You might have some columns with some of the art or whatever. But you see the slow descent of Superman into madness and to this totalitarian regime. And he begins killing people. And he becomes the most hateable evil guy ever. So I really enjoy that. It, it makes me still, I still have trouble watching any kind of Superman anything because it, it creates such hate in my heart for Superman. But just the, the whole idea of Batman versus Superman, uh, I find really interesting. And I always root for Batman, not just because he's the underdog, but because Superman, for all of his um, virtue and power and all that, he's a false god. He's not a god. Like, he's, he's a creature, he's a being. And the idea of humanity throwing down that idol, uh, just in a Catholic sense, really appeals to me. Like, using reason and cleverness to be like, no, you're not a god and you can be defeated. Something about that right. underdog story, uh, I think, is there something Catholic about that uh, as far as casting down false idols?
1: Right. Yeah, totally. I'm on board with you. So let's get to how, how, this, let's say, get to yeah. how this
0: all, all, all started. Okay. Just a few comments yes. a few podcasts ago. And I don't yeah. know how we got to it, but I was saying that Batman the Animated Series is the best Batman. Wrong. And you were saying Christopher Nolan, is his Batman series is the best Batman.
1: You now, have said the truth. Before
0: we get into that, I made a Twitter poll. And guys, you who vote on Twitter polls, I don't need your comments. I need you to click one answer and you, you guys are really bad at twitter polls like i had a clear this or that i don't want any ra- write in candidates okay it's not what i want shame on all of you you're bad at twitter okay the better batman
1: voice okay yes i would agree with you there okay because i misheard you the first time right i thought you were just talking about the best batman period and we're
0: talking about um, did you kevin conroy who yeah. does uh, Batman the Animated? is a series. very
1: scrawny man if you see a picture. Yeah, he doesn't
0: look like. uh He does
1: not look like a guy who has a voice like that. Yeah,
0: but good for him because he. <laughs> like, I'm, I hope yeah. he's made
1: a lot of money doing this because he's done
0: a lot of uh, the video games and yeah. definitely the animated series. And the video games are fantastic. My goodness, have you played them? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The like the
1: storylines mm-hmm. are so good.
0: Yeah, what are those called?
1: Yeah. Batman. Arkham oh, Asylum. There
0: we go. That series. Yeah.
1: Um. in Arkham City, the Arkham series, yeah. They are fantastic mm-hmm. video games because um, the storyline is just so good. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I would agree with you. I think, obviously, Kevin Conroy's got the better voice. It, I thought you were, I misheard you, and I thought you said that, who's the best Batman? And I'm like, well, it's obviously christopher nolan's
0: well i want you to tell me why christopher
1: nolan's batman okay. is
0: the best Batman. why did you watch this movie 14 children times? gather
1: around and <laughs> i tell you the story of christopher nolan's batman and why it's the greatest thing ever um all right well i need to speak a little of my experience with these movies too right so as i said i've seen dark Knight 14 times in theaters alone and i've watched it many times since then i watched it at least a couple times a year um Although interestingly I've been starting to lean towards Dark Knight Rises as superior to Dark Knight. I think most people would say or like the, the second movie is Dark Knight Rises, right? No, second movie is Dark Knight. Oh,
0: interesting. Okay, uh, I'll be yeah. quiet. You, anyways, you,
1: that's that's a, that's for another thing. That's for another. Pontificate thing. Just, for us. This, anyways, let me pontificate. Um, so and I first saw this movie, I almost wanted to get back in line right away to go see a second showing right away. It was such a well-filmed such a interesting uh, investigation into the nature of evil and good and and i mean there's just a christopher nolan really does his homework with regards to ideas his brother is jonathan nolan who does a lot of the writing and he's a fantastic writer he just does amazing stuff so this is my i i have many reasons why i think the christopher nolan batman is the supreme form of batman <laughs> and i would i I, and I hear the criticisms that some people have to say about uh how christopher nolan's doesn't invest doesn't really portray the detective side of batman as much sure which i think is fair but you also have to remember it's movies we don't have time and he does detective work though i mean he does it. it's just not in our normal sense of maybe what we would conceive to be detective but like uh in um in dark knight when he's doing the bullet firing test right to see which to find the fingerprint mm-hmm. um that's detective work yep right uh when he's when he's when he's taking his motorcycle in his civvies, to go look into uh, into where the bullet was found or whatever—that's detective work. So, I, but I hear the criticism; I definitely do. But it's there. I think it's there. But there's one major reason why I think the Nolan Batman is the supreme form, mm-hmm. because Batman, in his essence, is really a modern form of myth-telling and myth-making. myth telling and myth making. Myth by definition, is something that is always trying to transcend the limits of creation and can't right. This is what ancient myth is all about. The gods are not outside of creation. They're within it, Mm -hmm. but they're always trying. There's a recognition of a dis ease with this order of things and that there's got to be something more to all this. With Nolan's Batman, it does this in its purest form. It recognizes the myth of, us trying to save ourselves and it portrays that the and it portrays it it reveals something that i don't think it intends to reveal which is that we we want to save ourselves but we can't and no matter how much like i remember after seeing dark knight i had a lot of christian friends tell me oh well i didn't really like it because he had to lie to save the city Mm. i'm like but that's that's the point he can't save the city. Yep. He he. It cannot be the savior. It's impossible. Um, that's the point. It's myth coming up against its limits. It's man coming up against his own limits. He cannot do it. It is absolutely impossible. So that is, for me, what at the heart and essence of Batman is. Is it's a, a it's really, I think this is why he's such an attractive character and his comics are, are so enduring is it's an, it, it's speaking a truth to us through story, which is what myth does about who we are as human beings. And I think the Nolan video movies do that to a great degree, as close to perfection as it can be. So that's my main reason. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good reason. The, yeah. So but tell me why, why uh, you're wrong.
0: Okay. So I think what you are lauding as the virtues of the movie are this idea and this story this idea that man cannot save himself this idea of um of myth and that's good but maybe where your argument could be attacked a little bit is um while batman is a good mm, paragon for that storytelling is that batman qua batman is the nolan movies the best version or the most Authentic version of Batman. And this is a difficult thing Mm. because comics are so crazy and there are so many iterations. Multiverses. Multiverses. Like there's a lot of different kinds of Batman. So, one of the things that a lot of people did not like about Batman v Superman is that Batman straight up kills people (laughs) in Batman v Superman, right? right? Like he's blowing stuff up and shooting people with guns and that.
1: Branding people. Right. And. And a lot of the comics BC but that that's why that movie is good right because why is he like that because of what Superman did in his fight with Zod when he destroyed the city Mm -hmm. okay so should we tell them what happened we should we should tell them what happened
0: so we had a Christmas disaster followed by a Christmas miracle amen as we were in the depths of our Batman conversation and I see Father Harrison on Skype And I'm talking about Batman shooting people. All of a sudden, this blue screen popped up on my Windows computer and it said, your PC has encountered an error and will be shutting down. And I died on the inside because we had been 45 minutes into the podcast and it died. But.
1: And we start scheduling about what we can do next. We start scheduling, like, okay,
0: because we don't have time to do a whole nother, like, hour. But when the, when the PC restarted, the recording program we use, Audacity, which I will now recommend for all time, had automatically <laughs> saved, and we were able to recover the file. So we've got, we've got the file back. Yes. So it might be a little choppy from our transition from there to here, but hey, praise the Lord. We did <laughs> not lose miracle. the
1: 45 minutes.
0: We continue with our discussion right. of Batman.
1: Yes. So. Okay.
0: And I think we were talking we we're getting into the discussion of like Batman qua Batman. Yes I think is what we're talking yes. about, right? Yes. Yes. And I was talking about how, you know, there was that critique about how Batman was shooting people in Batman v. Superman. And I was talking about how, well, you know, that's kind of based off of the Frank Miller Batman and Dark Knight Returns, when you have this old aged, broken Batman who's gone a little bit crazy and is kind of abandoning some of his old uh principles a little bit. And I bring that up because there's so many different kinds of Batman. To get the entirety of Batman into one movie, there's only so much you can do. Right. So I appreciate what uh, um, Nolan did. hmm But I want to talk a little bit about the different kinds of Batman. Okay. And, there's, so, and I want to get your opinion on the different kinds of Batman. Okay. okay. So first of all, let's start with the Batman Lego movie. Have you seen
1: it? I have. Yeah. It's fun. Did you like it? I did like it, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's I great. love the
0: parody of Batman. Hey, uh, who's the
1: actor? Hey, Pewter. Um, <laughs> Will Arnett.
0: Yes! From um, the show we like.
1: Arrested um, Development.
0: Yes! Excellent! Love that version of Batman. But you know what my favorite version of Batman is?
1: The animated series.
0: I mean, that's actually a close second. Oh. Now, I love the animated series because that's what I kind of grew up with. Yeah. I love the Batman voice. I love the characters. Um, mm-hmm. How... I think um I'm not sure, I mean I haven't watched a lot of TV for kids recently because I mean why would I but rewatching some of it I mean it gets into some kind of big issues with some of the characters it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty
1: like well, I I was rewatching some for research and yeah. uh I'm like wow <laughs> this show uh it's 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 got its cartoony moments like instead of guys sure falling to their death they fall into like a a canopy and then bounce back to life i'm like (laughs) really that's kind of dumb yeah um but it's got some really dark moments like it's actually a very dark cartoon i'm like i can't believe they let kids watch this show (laughs) i know uh but also i really like the artwork
0: and the whole uh noir kind of like vibe yeah. to it yeah and the score too yeah i'm um, just the music in it i was like oh this is a really well done yeah. kids show my yeah, goodness. yeah it is. so i appreciate yeah. all that but my favorite version of batman Kay. is the batman from the youtube series how it should have <laughs> ended <laughs> that's right so if you haven't seen it if you want to just get some just good wholesome youtube content check out how it should have ended um and For all of their superhero reviews or skits they do, very often at the end of it, they have the superhero cafe, and you just have Batman and Superman drinking coffee and talking about the movies together. And it's my absolute favorite, (laughs) Batman. Why? Because, well, one, he often says in this series, because I'm Batman. (laughs) <laughs> as the reason why he can do anything? I'm like, I'm okay with that reasoning. Yeah. Like you can talk about how Batman is unrealistic, that there's no way he could have like 14 degrees bench press like 500 pounds, be a ninja, be a brilliant hacker and all these things, but he can because he's Batman. Mm-hmm. And that's all the reason I ever need for anything Batman does. Right. Batman can beat Superman. Of course he can. Why? Because he's Batman. I, Batman. <laughs> Batman can beat anyone. Why? Because he's Batman. And I don't know why I like that so much, but I like it so much.
1: Right. So, okay, who is your favorite Batman villain?
0: My favorite Batman villain. Um, so, I mean, I you would think the obvious answer is is Joker, right? Right. And he's definitely the most fascinating because he's kind of like the the Yang to Batman's Yin, mm-hmm. or however you want to put that. Uh, and this, I love their dynamic and how they kind of oh joker kind of needs batman yeah he's very interesting he's very interesting but just kind of favorite um is bane uh because you just is. have this guy who just tell me more father <laughs> <Alfred>. <laughs> um and i you, read you batman nightfall the black I
1: <laughs> the Darkness. Stop. Because you've got, Sorry. you know, it was great. <laughs> I had a mug right next to me. Like, I got to do this,
0: <laughs> and I, I, I like it because um, <laughs> it was it was good. It was good uh, because you have this guy who he, he's kind of a, a bit of a genius. Um, he was raised in the darkness in this like prison. Uh, are you talking about the film ju- ba-
1: Bane, or are you talking about both, Bane from comics? Both. Okay. Yeah, a
0: lot of that's based on uh, the comics. Great. Uh, okay. But like, he beats up Batman. Yeah. He's a regular person, even though he's on like crazy juice or whatever. Yeah. He breaks batman's back and something about that just being stronger than batman yeah like terrifies me yeah like i'm so gripped by that yeah so i, I always i've been fascinated with bane from um the the animated series When a little bit i've read it in the comics yeah and then uh just that scene when in the, the third nolan movie when he's fighting uh bane and alfred tells him like you can't beat this guy he's faster than you he's stronger than you mm-hmm. and then Alfred was right. Mm-hmm. Also, Alfred is probably my favorite, not Batman character. Right. And he's because he's every every iteration <laughs> seems to be great. Yeah. Um, but that, that as a aside. Like something about that. Like you 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 beat Batman by like punching him and kicking him and breaking his back. Yeah. Like that's you. It, it just terrifies me. Yeah. Even the thought of it. So I I think I'm most fascinated by. Gotcha. Um, Bane.
1: What about you? I would definitely. I think it's the Joker partially. I I just think Heath Ledger's. Performance was one of the best villain performances I've ever seen, ever in my life. And I don't, yeah. You know, one of the things those movies did for me is it actually, like you kind of said it earlier, it ruined comic movies for me mm-hmm. because it just did it so well that, mm-hmm. like, every, it's always a comparison. It's always, well, it's not Nolan's Batman. I'm like, of course, it's not yeah. Nolan's Joker. I'm like, it can't be. You can't imitate it. It's just—it's too good, right? You can't. They have. You have to break off and start something new. But um, and I like the Joker part. Like in in the Dark Knight, there's that scene where he's in the cell and he's not. No, there's no teeth records. There's no fingerprints in the system. Like he has nothing on him that's self-identifying. He's the incarnation of evil. Yes. Of what evil actually, really, truly, substantially is. That's scary. Mm -hmm. Like I know people who said when they saw that film, they said. That is the scariest villain I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's, and
0: I really like that aspect of him because, I mean, there are some comic book stories about the Joker's origin, and that's debated. Yeah. But the idea of Joker not having an origin, I, I think it's really good because it's something about evil that doesn't yeah.
1: have its own pure origin. You realize they're actually putting out a movie this summer on a Joker origin story. Well, that's stupid. But the thing they is, they shouldn't do that. But here's, thing, but here's the thing, the killing joke has an origin story.
0: Yeah, I know, that's but like thing. that's that, that's kind of like you can argue that that may or may not be true. Right. Well, that's the thing. That it's, maybe this is coming from the Joker's mind. Exactly. Who knows?
1: Right. It's the whole thing in the Dark Knight. You want to know how I got these scars? Right. right. It's always it's a different the story. story, all over and over again. Right. Um, I love Batman's response. <laughs> no, but I know how you got these. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because I'm I, Batman. I, I'm Batman.
1: Um, <laughs> but he's the incarnation of evil, and I think that's. Yeah. And here's because here's the interesting thing. Evil is also so. Uh, not Mm self-interested right Uh, the whole scene with Harvey Dent in the hospital where he's trying to encourage him to embrace the chaos um, he has no problem with Dent killing him yeah and that is you see evil always takes the good and and has what is at the heart of the good, but also twists it and turns it upside down. So just as the good is always not, uh, has no self-interest. So does evil, but for a perverse means and the perverse ends. Um, and I think that's really interesting. And I just, uh, the, the killing joke is a very fascinating look at madness. Uh, mm-hmm. the Joker in the Arkham video games is fantastic. Mark Hamill, yeah, we got to talk about Mark yeah. Hamill. Mark Hamill's the best Joker voice. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think I think um I think Ledger gives the best performance. Okay. But Hamill gives the best voice. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um it's a uh, it's a very very yeah, it, it, but the, and he does the the Joker voice for the Batman series, he does it for the animated version of the Killing Joke. Uh, he is the definitive Joker just as um Kevin Conroy is the definitive Batman voice in that sense. So I agree. Um yeah. uh, but that's why I find I've always found the Joker fascinating that way, and so no, and I'm not in the fascinating. Oh, I'm really fascinated an evil thing, but I think it really it's one of the truest manifestations of evil in in writing, and I think yeah. that's actually a good thing because it creates honest discussion around these moral themes.
0: Yeah, and just and just like uh, the Joker is really dependent on Batman. Yeah, and I even talk about this like his true love is Batman. Yeah, and it's because. Evil is always dependent on good. Yeah, evil cannot exist without yeah. the good. Well, it's a, and twisting yeah, it. it's the scene
1: in The Dark Knight in the uh, in the um, when when Joker's in the interrogation room. I don't want to mm. kill you. What do I do without <laughs> you, right? I need you. Yeah, exactly. You complete me, right? It's that whole. Yeah, that's the thing. He really recognizes that, and um, it's why he, it, for him the Batman's always just a game, mm-hmm. right? And he and he sees that him and Batman really aren't that different. Which is kind of true. Yeah. Uh, so would you, would you, you haven't really talked about the animated series, though.
0: No, if I you, haven't. You need to just because it's something I love too much to try to break down. Okay. Like I don't want to break it down. I just I just really like it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And even uh, rewatching some of the early episodes, uh, I was struck by just the artwork. Yeah. And the tone, and everything. Uh, but I wanted to kind of move on to another aspect of Batman when I think Batman is at his best. Okay. Oh, two things. One the Batman's best antagonist is Superman. Okay. Even though I've got this really good friend who is way more into comics than me and it tears him apart to see Batman and Superman fight because they're such good friends and there's such admiration for each other Um, and there's a lot of good scenes in the comics about that but I love it when they fight. Right. Just the dichotomy between them. So I already mentioned a little bit about that but I like it when Batman is portrayed as a good father. Because sometimes he's not sometimes he's kind of like this crazy abusive father and you can talk about Robin and how insane that whole idea is but the idea of Batman kind of like saving people and giving them a family and kind of giving them a new purpose giving them Mm -hmm. what he did not have or at least what he had to fight for himself um, is Something I really like Mm -hmm. and you see that in another animated series, which is another kids uh, animated series, but it's really good and deals with a lot of good issues. Um, it's only two seasons of it came out. Young Justice okay. is is excellent. Hmm. So it's kind of based off of um, Robin and the younger superheroes, but Batman is kind of their mentor. Right, uh, And he mentors them very well. Mm-hmm. And this idea that Batman, on a human level, because um, it's always tough for Batman to be human, because he's, he's the Batman, but him like supporting and giving people uh being a father and a mentor figure is mm-hmm. something that I always appreciate right from him I think that's when Batman's at his best yeah when he when he becomes human and and cares about people right and it's not just about vengeance nine of the night
1: right yeah the it brings up the uh yeah it's what is it that was the uh, line from uh one of the earlier episodes in season one mm-hmm. it's I am vengeance I am they get some like I am vengeance I am vengeance I am I the, the night I am I am
0: Batman, Batman. <laughs> I was like, you're like that yeah, is you are. yeah you're Batman. that is awesome <laughs> that
1: is very awesome um the uh okay um the uh so next question for me is I know we're getting mm-hmm. to the end here but um sure what's your opinion on this my opinion has always been that actually Bruce Wayne is the mask
0: I totally agree. Okay. Um, yeah, so the whole thing... I mean, that's a fun trope that they play with as well. Yeah. But he's he was always playing as Bruce Wayne to keep up appearances. He is Batman. Right. Um, but I also think, like I said, with the whole fatherhood thing, there is a human side to Batman where he is not Bruce Wayne, but he's Bruce. Yeah. And sometimes the whole... The tragedy of his parents and that whole loss is sometimes a little bit overplayed because it is a fascinating story. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, when he's just Bruce and when he's talking with uh, Robin or or Nightwing later on and he's just being a human being with them, uh, there is a part of Batman that is not Batman and is not Bruce Wayne. Right. And you see glimpses of that here and there. And a lot of times, Alfred brings this out uh, of him. Right. And Alfred, as a father figure, is very interesting. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, It's so, it's a, um, it's a real uh it's a so okay what is what is it that fascinates you so much about batman what is his enduring quality for you oh that's a good question i think a lot of it is that he's just a dude
0: and there's something inspiring about that or at least maybe this kind of american tendency in me yeah but i think more than that it's turning woundedness and turning tragedy into a force for good there's something redemptive about that right and i mean i think jesus christ does it better than batman does <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly fair yeah you know uh, you see and you see all the failings with batman's strategy and there's an argument does he create more villains than because of the fascination mm-hmm. with him then he defeats them but something about this tragedy has happened i want to prevent it from happening to other people right uh, is his most redeeming quality mm. that he is a redemption type character the tragedy is that while he'll find it for other people he can't find it for himself so often
1: yeah um,
0: and as much as I like movies and people blowing stuff up and not thinking there's always an appeal to a a tragic character because we as human beings in many senses are tragic characters um cool. without Christ you know saving us but he does save us yeah. so that's good Cool, but yeah,
1: I think that's what. What yeah. about for you? I think I would say it's along a similar lines. I would just add maybe that I really like this idea that, and it's one of my favorite forms of storytelling is when a character becomes the instantiation of an idea,
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: allegory, right? It's and I think it's a very compelling form of storytelling um, that you put into a person the ideology that is at play behind them, and and, and that it, it's like, and I just find that very intriguing, and that's for me. That always draws me into good storytelling. So that's why I liked the movie so much is that it really it really understood this and it really got to this. And um The Joker is an agent of chaos, he says, right? Um yeah. Dent is try is is another it's a different form of chaos, but he's trying to bring about a certain form of justice that he could never bring on his own. Like this is the thing, it's every person is like you said, it's about that tragic element, but that they're also Uh, attempting to bring about an order to the world, but through their own ideology. And, uh, it's just incredibly, yeah, it's just incredible. I always find that incredibly intriguing. I don't, I like, I I have a very hard time just watching a movie and just turning my brain off. So if a movie can engage, (laughs) I like good storytelling and that's why I like the movies so much. So, um, I find that's really important for me when I'm watching a movie. So yeah, that's probably kind of it for me there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, good. So, like we said in the beginning, we're kind of Batman amateurs. Yeah. We've got our little uh, likes. Uh, there are people who know way more stuff about this than us. But you know, it's Christmas. Let's talk about Batman. Um, there, and that's why we're doing this. Exactly. Cause it's just a good. You know what? It's, it's Christmas. Let's talk about Batman. Talk if about that doesn't makes, if that doesn't make sense to you, then I, I, can't, help you. <laughs> I can't help you. Cool. <sighs> uh, so. <laughs> so. <laughs> So even though it's Christmas, yes, we have no Christmas gift of Tommy ty on the podcast Sorry, folks. Today. We know
1: you're late, waiting for it, but it ain't happening. Yep. Maybe it'll happen soon. Maybe we'll it's, hear from it, him it's, again it's soon. It's the technical glitches problem.
0: Yeah. Yep. You know, my PC turned off. It's all a big mess. But hey, guys, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Be hey, be Catholic. Keep celebrating Christmas. Happy New Year. At, And there's something nice about the fact that the world has turned Christmas off, because now we can just kind of celebrate it in peace without the pressure. What are you you doing Christmas week? I don't know. What am I doing Christmas week? Not as much work is a good start. I'll be back on Twitter. I'll be tweeting away. Nice. uh, And uh, doing my best to kind of interiorly uh, meditate on me as, it, it might sound silly, but Baby Jesus, man. Amen. It's just good, you know. And uh, I've been blessed to have a lot of friends and family who've got young kids, and that's kind of helped me understand that idea of the incarnation more. So I guess just focusing on the incarnation. Nice.
1: Yeah. uh, About yourself? Uh, not too much. I. It's a busy time of year for us with confessions Mm -hmm. and everything. So I closed the office for the two days that it would be open on Christmas week. Oh, good for you. That's important. I said to the secretary, "Go be with your family." Yeah. Said to myself, it's nice to have a bit of a slower pace for a week.
0: Yeah, exactly. So good. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas. You can find myself at at Father Sharapa on Twitter. You can find me at Fr Harrison. Uh, our podcast can be found at Clerical Pod. Please rate, review, subscribe, so more people can find out about us. If you think we're good, if you really like us and like what we're doing, and think that producer Nick should be paid a just wage, then please, please, uh, uh, offer your Christmas donations to our Patreon page. Yep. Um, and we'll get, we'll try
1: to get some more emails as things kind of settle down. Which is, clerically speaking, clerically speaking at gmail.com.
0: And uh, that's all we got. Merry Christmas. Peace.
1: God bless you.